the scholar asks Jesus, and who is my neighbor? That is, he wants to establish the limits, the boundaries of his obligations. Where do his obligations lie? And more importantly, where do they end? When, he, when can he be done loving? He misunderstands the nature of love because love crosses natural boundaries. It forms bonds where there were none. It doesn't just respond to pre-existing obligations. It forms new bonds. It's creative. As St. John of the Cross says, where there is no love, put love there and there will be love. So the scholar asked Jesus, who is my neighbor? But Jesus asked him at the end of his parable, who was a neighbor to that man? Jesus shows us the creative dynamism of love. So if we want to learn to love like Jesus, we need to pay close attention to this parable because it's one of the masterpieces, one of the great treatises on Christian love. And if we pay close attention, we'll notice three movements of love or three steps on the way to total love. They are draw close, get involved, and love without limits. Draw close, get involved, and love without limits. First, draw close. The parable says that when the priest and the Levite saw this man on the side of the road, they crossed away to, over to the other side, and they passed by. But when the Samaritan saw him, he drew near. And so he was moved with compassion. Those two things are closely related. He drew near, and he was moved with compassion. The very word compassion uh, signifies that relationship. Come, which means with, and passion, suffer. So to suffer with, you can't suffer with someone unless you're with them. You can't expect your heart to be moved unless you draw near, near enough for your heart to be touched. That's how we are as humans. Our compassion depends on our proximity. So the Samaritan drew close and his heart was moved with compassion. Second, the Samaritan gets involved. He tends the traveler's wounds with his own hands. He places him on his own animal, it says. And then he takes him to the inn and he pays with his own money to take care of him. Even when he entrusts him to the innkeeper, he doesn't unload him and walk away. He says to the innkeeper, take care of him. If you spend more than what I have given you, I shall repay you on my way back. And that's the final step. He loves without limits. He's ready to pay whatever it takes to nurse this man back to health. And we see the same dynamic in the life of Christ. He comes close to us in his incarnation. When he took on flesh in the womb of the Virgin Mary, when he was born in Bethlehem, he came close, like the Samaritan drawing close, he came close to broken humanity. He was always close as God, but he proved, he made us feel his nearness when he became one of us. And in his whole life, he was always drawing close. When Jairus came to him and said, my daughter's dying, he said, take me to her. When 
he heard that his friend Lazarus has died. He goes to his friends, Mary and Martha. And when he sees them weeping, he himself is moved. He comes to the tomb and he weeps. He draws close enough to feel what they feel. And his heart is moved with compassion. He never turned a blind eye. He never pretended not to see. You know, when he was going up to Jerusalem to offer his life, he heard his disciples arguing about which of them was the greatest. And he could have thought in that moment, let them sort it out. I'm carrying the weight of the world on my shoulders right now. I'm going to lay down my life on the cross. But no, he turned and he intervened. He asked them, what were you arguing about along the way? He cared too much to pretend that he didn't see. So Jesus, by his incarnation and by his whole life, he drew near like the good Samaritan that drew near to the wounded traveler. And by his incarnation, he also got involved. He became one of us. He committed all the way. And finally, he loved us without limits. John's Gospel, in recounting the Last Supper, says that having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. And then the next day, he laid down his life on the cross. He gave it all. Like the Good Samaritan who said to the innkeeper, whatever it takes, I'll pay for it. Jesus said to the Father, whatever it takes, I'll pay for it. Whatever it takes. And he gave it all. Jesus is the true Good Samaritan who draws near, who gets involved, and who loves without limits. And he established a pattern that many after him have followed. St. Damien of Molokai was a Dutch missionary to Hawaii at a time when Hawaii was a, a very beautiful but also a very challenging place to be a missionary. And he was one of several priests who would go to visit the lepers colony in Molokai. But one day the bishop gathered these missionaries and he said to them, the time has come where we can't have people going and coming from Molokai any longer. Someone needs to commit. And without hesitating, Damien spoke up and he said, I'll go. The people couldn't believe it when they heard that a healthy man was coming to live on Molokai at this leper's colony. And when he got off the boat, he said to them, I've come here to live and to die with you. And that's what he did. He lived serving them, washing them, ministering to them, until he finally contracted leprosy himself and he died there on Molokai. He laid down his life. He drew near, he got involved, and he loved without limits. You know, such heroic love might seem unattainable, but it's important to set our eyes on it because that's where we're headed. That's our aim. And if you keep following Christ, that's where you're going. To lay down your life. If you keep following Christ, you will lose your life. You'll lay it down in love. One day you'll wake up and realize, I'm not living for myself any longer. I'm living for my kids, or for my wife, or for my students, or for the poor. I'm living for God. 
And you know, maybe it's not so far away. Maybe this kind of love is actually not so uncommon. You know, Friday, I was on a hike and I met a woman from a little town in Pennsylvania. And I asked her if it was nice, the place where she was from. She said, no, it's ugly. I said, so well, why do you live there? And she said, well, I went there to take care of my niece and I never left. When her niece was three years old, her sister was having a lot of trouble. And so she committed. She went and, and she began to take care of her niece and she never left. Last Monday, I, I met a woman from Peru who's in her 90s. And when she was a young woman, her sister had five kids and she was in a very rocky marriage. And at one point, she separated from her husband and she went to go form a new family. And so she showed up at her house with her five little kids and she said, sister, they're yours now. And she left and she took these five nieces and nephews and she spent the rest of her life raising them. Now she lives with one of them. I was visiting their house, the house of her, of her nephew, who I know very well. And he also took the lesson. He never told anyone this, but there was a, he is a leader in the San Juan Diego community, the Hispanic community that we, that we helped to lead. And he had been on a retreat with a young man. He was helping to lead this retreat. And this young man is at a troubled point in his life. He was doing drugs and he was on the, and well, he, he got, he lost his job. He got kicked out of his apartment. And this man, Luis, took him into his home without telling anyone. He took him into his home and he took him to work with him every day. And for three weeks, he was there with him by his side at work without ever saying a word to anyone. Well, that's the kind of love that changes the world. A committed love, a love that isn't afraid of sacrifice. A love without limits. And the first step is to get close. The first step is to draw near, close enough to be moved. You know, often we tend to do the opposite. We tend to close in in our own world. We throw up our barriers. We lock in on our needs, our objectives, our goals, and we close other people out. And we become insensitive or even blind to the people who are around us. We avoid people's trouble because we're too busy to be troubled or we don't know what we would do or we're afraid of what it will cost us to really care, to really love someone. Well, this week I want to encourage you to take that first step to draw near. And I want to invite you to do it by, by taking this, doing this very simple thing. Ask someone this week, how are you doing? As simple as that. Ask them, how are you doing? But really listen. Really mean it. Now, people can usually tell if you ask and you, all you want them to say is, I'm doing fine, and then you keep going, they're not going to open their hearts. But if you really ask them, they might. Especially if you insist and you wait and you listen. Or say to someone, you look anxious or you look worried. What's going on? Or maybe you stop someone on the street, someone who's living on the streets, and instead of passing by, you ask them to tell, tell you their story. That's where it starts. This whole, these three movements of love, they start with drawing near, near enough for a heart to be moved. 
Jesus drew near, he got involved, and he loved without limits. And he says to us, go and do likewise.